In today's episode, we will talk about what exactly the Vine Revelations is, what it means, and how it came to be. So grab your coffee and a snack as we dive deep into our testimony. Hello everyone. I thank you so much for joining me today. So today's episode is about what the Vine Revelations is. So we are going to basically break it completely down. What the Vine Revelations is, what does it mean, and how it came to be. So basically, the Vine Revelations is where John 15 meets Revelation 12, 11. And I chose those two scriptures um, as opposed to just one because they go hand in hand with what God is giving me through divine revelations, through my own testimony. So let's take a look. John 15 and 5 um, states, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. And we are familiar with this scripture as well as Revelation twelve eleven, which states, And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Um, so, how, how do these go together? How do they work together to form divine revelations? What does this mean? So, I'm going to tell you. So, for me, the, the divine revelations... Um, means the revelations part means that God gives these from your testimony these are revelations that God gives you from your testimony and since God gives them they are divine or in our case they're the vine since it comes directly from the vine himself see where that testimony ties in with John 15 and 5 since he is the vine and we are the branches. So that's where the vine came from. Um, and the revelations are pretty much what we take away from our testimony. What we learn. The message that God is giving us. Um, as we know, revelations are um, the message that God is giving us through a particular um, event or thing or vision or dream. He gives us revelations. He gives us these meanings. He gives us these um, these lessons. You know, he talks to us through several different things. Um, and so, how the Vine Revelations came to be. It actually came to be through several, several excuse me, of my own testimonies. Um, mine and my family. Um we've had so many testimonies that he has given us revelations through now had we not had a relationship with god um it never would have came to because we have all had testimonies we've all had a past now you have a choice i had a choice we had a choice um we could let these testimonies or we could actually, we could let our past hover over us, drag us down, weigh us down. Um, we could l allow our past stories to um, 
to actually have us at a standstill, have us stuck in life. We could allow it to just bog us down and be depressed. Um, I, I'm just, I'm so depressed. I'm just so, like, I just can't move forward. I'm so hurt with my story. But instead of it being that past, instead of it being that hurt, that burden that I just, that that I could have carried, I learned how to use that story and testify using that story. And I have learned to own that story. That story does not own me, but I own that story. That story is the story that God has given me to help others. And that's what we are all about here at Divine Revelations. We are here to help you to learn how to use your testimony, your past, using tools and equipping methods that we have learned ourselves to help you to learn how to use that to not only help yourself um, get up and get on the right path, but to also teach you how to help others using your story. And so that's actually how it came about. You may have heard in a previous podcast episode back when um, this podcast was actually Jesus and my girls. I started it off letting you know a little bit about myself, about my background, about my story of being homeless and just coming from a lifestyle of not, I didn't actually suffer from addiction or alcohol, but I suffered from trying to carry my own weight. I suffered from being stubborn as a bull and trying to make my own decisions based off of my own understanding instead of um, putting my life in God's hands and trusting him with the direction and the plans that he had for me or has for me because he still has plans. Hallelujah. Um, so I would make decisions that I thought were okay. I was horrible with managing my money. Um, just again, not on drugs and alcohol, but I mean, I would spend money just I mean, because I had it and it was horrible. That's the horrible idea. It's a horrible thing to do when you have a family and children. I was a single mom at the time with three kids and I would spend money on um, fast food, eating out, which was probably one of my most favorite things to do. You wouldn't really think of that being such a bad thing. But when your priorities are all out of whack, it can really lead you into some dark situations that could then spin off and be a really bad situation. So I would spend money on that. I would buy clothes. I would buy shoes, purses. Of course, I bought things for my kids as well, but they were unnecessary things. We covered the bases as far as what we needed um, for our natural bodies, clothes, food, you know. But then things were excessive. Um, I guess you could call it trying to live a lifestyle that I was not 
really um, financially prepared to live, which even had I been financially prepared to live that type of lifestyle, now looking back, I really don't think it would have been still the best um, living uh, lifestyle, actually, for us, to be honest with you. So, um, those small decisions, as we would look at them as being, led to when it was time for rent, I was short on rent. When it was time for light bill money, I was short on the light bill. And you would think that this would be a given. These would be things that I know needed to be handled. Um, I would, you know, I would help others out with money if they asked for it. And I'm not boasting. I'm not patting myself on the back. Um, any of these things. But I really did not have a no bone in my body. Um, I would feel guilty if I did not help, which is a lie of the enemy. But at the time, because helping is a good deed, I did not see it that way. But at the end of the day, it caused so much trouble on my end. So every year, I would have to get another car. I would have to put a down payment on another car because the car that I had the previous year was repoed due to just not handling my, my bills, my situations accordingly, as a grown woman should. Now, mind you, I was I was in my um, mid to late 20s, which, but still, but still, um, that is still old enough to, you know, I, I'm at this point, I'm a mother of three. So at this point, I should have gotten it together. But it was it was all used for God's glory because in the end, in the end, I'm here with a tight knit relationship with the Lord. And, and I seek and I seek and I seek for that relationship to grow every day. Um, so getting back to the story, um, and you all may have heard this before, but you know, I would get the, the car, a new car every year just because of being negligent. I would have to find a new place to live every year, every year because my rent would get behind and I just, you know, in my mind, I would get fed up and I would just, oh, have all the reasons why this is not, this is not a good place to live anymore you know, and so I would basically start over voluntarily and, and in some cases involuntarily every year based off of just bad choices. And it cost me so much, so much money. Of course, I would have that cushion of the income taxes um, that I did get because I had young children but I would take such advantage of that. Um, and man, looking back on it, had I saved those funds? Had I made different decisions with that money, um, with just my life? We would be in a totally different place right now. But then again, I look at it again and would we? 
So I, I just have to trust God, even with my testimony and the things that I went through, the changes that I could have made, the different choices that I could have made. I have to trust God that I'm here for a reason and for a purpose. So after years and years of going through the same, same situations, I was just so tired, so tired um, of being in the same environment. Now, there were drugs and um, drug use and alcohol abuse in the environment in which I was in um, with family members and just my surroundings. Um, and I was just it was just so much drama, so much chaos. And I was allowing that to be around my children. I was allowing my children to see the lifestyle the lifestyle actually of the people in our surroundings and our environment and our family and how they were living at the time. Um, I was introducing that to them. I was showing them that it's okay to live this way. And now mind you, um, my family members that were living in that, that environment and creating that environment at the time, um, they had generational curses that needed to be broke as well that they actually were not even aware of to be honest with you and that's a whole nother podcast episode for a whole nother day but um I was tired and I, I felt like I had nowhere to go I actually had nowhere to go that was not the same type of environment which would make no sense to go from one place in that same environment to another just to start the same situation over again and spend money to set up the same situation just in a different location. I've done that so many times, it would make no sense. So, um, I was informed of some information an hour and a half away from where I was living um, in Georgia. Is It was actually in Alabama, which is my home state, but um, it was in... It was in a city that I never lived in. So I did some research. Um, oh boy, I was scared to death. So I did some research on a homeless shelter, which is really, it's, it's a homeless shelter, but it's treated as, um, it's, it, it was, it was not a halfway house, but it's treated, it's, it was a home for women and children that were basically homeless, that had nowhere else to go, that wanted to get back on their feet. And I was terrified. So I looked into it, and in my mind, I was like, but I'm not homeless, though. Um, so they're not going to accept me, but the woman wanted to meet. So I met with the director. I drove an hour and a half um, one day just to meet with her, not even knowing if I'm going to be um, qualified for this place, not even knowing if I want to go and have my children at this place. Is this really going to be better than the environment that I'm in? A homeless, you know, um, shelter or facility? I'm like, I don't know. What am I getting myself into? But although the voice of God to me was very low, very mild at that time, um, because I was literally just getting into my um, intimate relationship with the Lord. I mean, I was going to church 
um, before even then. But as far as just being intimate and seeking the Lord's face one on one in my quiet time and intentionally being a part um, of that relationship with him, I really just, I wasn't there yet, but I felt this nudge, just go, just go. And so I went and I met with the director and I talked with her. So she asked me about my situation. She asked me about my environment. She asked me about my um, family, about my home where I lived. And I was just honest with her. I was scared to death. Scared to death to tell her this information because will they take my kids from me? What am I really doing? Maybe I just need to go back, be quiet, and make the best out of it. The best out of the situation. Which that's what the enemy wanted me to do. Um, so I said a quick prayer. Not even knowing whether it would work or not. To be honest, I don't even know if I had full faith in it. I just said a prayer because I felt like that's what I needed to do at the time. So I went in and talked to her. I explained everything. I answered her questions. And she said, baby, you are homeless. If you are sleeping on someone's couch, someone's futon, and it's crazy chaos around you, but you have nowhere else to go, and you've stayed in a motel a couple of times just to get away from the chaos, just to have to go back, baby, you are homeless. I'm not going to lie, it broke my heart. I never looked at it that way. Me and my children were homeless. When you think about homeless people, you think about them being on the street. You think about them being on the corner in dirty clothes. You think about them being under the bridge, um, pushing a cart. All these things that we have seen with our natural eyes. And when I see these homeless people on the street, I hurt for them. Before I even realized, um, before I even talked to this director... And it made me think, how many people are truly homeless? When you think about homeless, we think about home as a a building, a house, a physical place. But when she said that, I think that was the first part of the breakdown of my life that brought me to my breakthrough it really broke me down you know you hear people talk about the lord will break you apart and you you know you hear you hear the song gracefully broken like you have to be broken to be put back together the way that god intended you to be put together this was the first piece and i realized i was being i was being broken so that God could put me back together. But it made me think. When you think about being homeless. When you don't have a home. Um, but have we ever stopped to think. 
about home being where our father is. And if you are not, and I don't mean physically, and I don't mean physically in heaven or, you know, die, dying and go to heaven, but I mean here in our natural bodies, if we do not have our Father accompanying us, if we do not have the Holy Spirit, if we're not operating in that Holy Spirit that Jesus left for us all the way back in Acts, if we are not walking with our Lord, if we, if we're not seeking him, if we do not have that relationship with him and we're not quote unquote home, we are homeless. If you just think about it that way, when you're trying to do things on your own, you don't have your father there with you to help you. You're homeless. And I was homeless. I was homeless. I needed my father. I needed the Lord. I needed to be able to run to him and say, Daddy, I don't have anywhere to go. And so I'm getting all of these revelations, which at the time I did not even see them as such. I did not even know what revelations were except for it being a book in the Bible. I was, oh Lord Jesus, I was so ignorant at that time. I did not even know what was going on. I did not even know what God was doing and about to do in my life. So going back to the story, I spoke with the director and this was on a Friday at the end of September. And it's so God that that we're doing this podcast now. Um although I know I know this episode will not be um dropped today, but and I usually don't let you all know um the date, but today is October the first. October the first is the actual um, date that we moved in to what we call the center. So it was the last Friday in September when I spoke to the director. Um, and then that next Monday we were moving in. We packed all that we could fit in trash bags um, in my little Corolla. And while the kids were at school, I drove up here um, because I'm, well, I say up here, I'm in a, I'm in a neighbor city now. I'm not in the same place, um, but I drove up to, to that area. I drove up to that center and I emptied my car out. I unloaded trash bag, trash bag, trash bag, full of clothes, um, I used my my dirty laundry hamper I I because I couldn't take boxes I didn't have room um for boxes in my car so I I filled it up with clothes from the drawer and I mean bags and bags just whatever we could fit in my car um and I left my other things behind in a storage building which um I couldn't even afford to pay for it was a friend of mine's and I ended up 
giving all of that stuff away. But one thing I noticed, every single time I moved from one um, location to another, but in the same environment, I always carried all this stuff with me. All this furniture, all these knickknacks, all these things, like the bag lady, just all this stuff with me. Um, I don't know. And the Lord just spoke to me on that. Like you were just carrying all this stuff, you know. And so at that point, I gave all my stuff away when I came to the center. We only had our clothes. Um, we had nothing. And it was so hard for me to voluntarily do that. Who does that? You know, you have children. Just stay at your family's home. You know, why would you do that? Um, at this center, we did not have to pay rent, but we did have to give them a certain percentage of our money made. Um, once we got a job and they put it in savings for us and when we when we um finally complete the program they give the money back and that is the money that helps us move <clears throat> which is a really good idea but at the same time at, in my headspace when i first moved there i didn't want to give them any money but that's just where my mind was at um so i had to be broken from all of these just bad habits that I had formed just in trying to live by my own understanding. Um, and so basically that is what started divine revelations. And at the time I didn't physically start divine revelations. Then I did not start that until, um, mid 2019, early 2020s is actually when I finally got it legally, um, formatted, I guess is how you would say it. I'm not exactly sure what the technical term is, but that's when I finally got <clears throat> all of my legal stuff taken care of. Um, but at the time I did not know that that's what was going on, that he was giving me revelations and everything. And so after living there for a while I started seeing things um I started finding myself laying on the floor of our room balled up on the carpet or on our rug crying out to the Lord um for other people which is crazy before I came up here I did not even cry out to the Lord for myself but I was up here crying out to the Lord for some of these women and children that were in the center that I did not even barely know, but my heart just, my heart just broke for them because we all had our own brokenness while we were in there, but our, each of our brokenness was different. And I would see them going through some things that I never had imagined, um, that I've never gone through. We all went through our different um, brokenness. We all went through our different stages in life. Um, and there, some of theirs had to do with addiction. Some of theirs had to do, um, with physical abuse, 
You know, every woman's story in there was different, and they were all different than me. But we were all broken. And and we were all broken. And so um, not all the women in there got along either. There were some fights. There were some situations where if you didn't have your food locked up, your food got stolen. Someone stole a loaf of bread from me and my kids. They would steal our milk. Just things that the enemy was allowing me to see that I would find myself thinking, what am I doing here? We have a curfew. Not that I'm ever out late at night to do anything. I didn't know anybody hardly up here um, at that time. But I mean, what am I doing here? You can't tell me what to do. And that is basically what got me into the lifestyle that I'd lived for so long. Um, I had to humble myself. And the Lord knew that to get me where he had planned for me to go, I had to be humble. And so um, I'm no longer living there. Praise God. We were able to complete that program successfully and we were able to um, move into uh, a neighboring city and everything. Um, and so that's my testimony on that part. That's one of my testimonies. I have several. Um, but that is the one that actually got me um, on this journey with God, really just seeking him and having an intimate personal relationship with him. I can definitely um, call him my friend and be genuine with it. He is my father, genuinely. And um, I could definitely say that I know his voice and he knows mine. And I just wanted to share that in opening up this podcast season with that, um, that this is what divine revelations means. And this is where it came from. And... I know that you all have some divine revelations as well. If you'll just think about it, look back on those times when the Lord spoke to you through your testimony. Use those um, testimonies to build you up, not to tear you down. Um, And that's all I wanted to share. And so this season, we will actually be doing a season on kingdom mindset since this is actually was the foundation of my testimony the Lord had to break me of my mindset. And once I came to grips with the mindset that he actually um, required for this journey, then things became much easier. So we'll do, um, we'll, we'll do an actual season on kingdom mindset. And we'll be speaking to a lot of different guests on different topics. And so I pray that you all will join me during this season as we actually look into the different mindsets and how just being obedient and humble will get us so far. Um, I thank you guys for your time. I love you all. And we will talk on the next episode. If you would like more information on upcoming episodes, events I'll be attending, or to visit our online store, visit DivineRevelations.com. 
That's T-H-A-V as in Victor, I-N-E, revelations.com. And while you're there, don't forget to download your free gifts. We have prayer ebooks, journals, and more. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching Divine Revelations. If you would like to sow into our brand and ministry, you can reach out to me at info at divinerevelations.com for opportunities to give and support. Also, please follow us on your favorite social media network at Divine Revelations. I enjoyed our time together today and I pray blessings, breakthrough, and divine revelations over your life. I will talk to you in the next episode of Divine Revelations, the podcast. Can't wait for the next episode? By becoming a patron, you will have exclusive access to early uploads, personalized services, quarterly merch, and much more. It's really the place to be. Head on over now by clicking the first link in the description.